This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, I first would like to sort of apologize. I might repeat some of the points I made last time, but since we're not here for entertainment value, so the emiss didn't change in the last in two or three weeks span. So the points I th- think that are still salient, I will try to um, present them and try a little bit to touch on Samanyanim in technology in general. I also would like to apologize to the next speaker. I have to get back to Yeshiva and therefore I will not be able to, to stay. It's very important to hear the practical parts of it, but I'm, I'm, I have to get back. <clears throat> I'd like to make two hours about the, the Asifa that we had, that we were part of uh, by hookup last time. And I'd like to sort of share something of a, a perspective of a Hagasha. I think people were a little bit confounded, a little bit frustrated by two issues. One issue was the sort of chaotic presentation, time, a structure, presentation, and I think people kind of are very frustrated with it. I want to try to give a little bit of a perspective on how to look at it. When we speak about Kalal Yisrael in Golis, it means Kalal Yisrael has been spread out, and the unifying nature of a Kalal and a Tzibur um, with, with one overarching structure doesn't exist which means that every Shevet retains its own personality and every Shevet holds on to its own personality and there is trouble finding a common denominator between different Shvatim. For those of you who have had some time and some association with Chassidish world, Shtibel world, and my father's kind of Rachel was a real Litvisher, he was born in Kovni, Lantislavotka, but in, during the war, he was together in, in the, the um, camps with Ungarish Eden. They would take him occasionally to Satna, to Kloisenberg. And you come in, and there is a very powerful sense of spontaneity, emotion. The, those are the paramount values. They look askance at... A, something by, you know, when you run things by the clock. If somebody's in the middle of a hespit on somebody, on his father, someone says, okay, you ha- you're supposed to do seven and a half minutes, could you please step down now? You know, crying is over. We think the person's crazy, or, or something would be very contrived about it. There's a tremendous value of something that's spontaneous, above time, not constrained by anything except what's there. And if the Rav and the Darshan and the Godel feels like letting out more, then you're there for that. So time stops to exist, and agenda, structure, program stops to exist, and, and it's a mila. There's a shavit like that in Kalyastral where emotion and spontaneity are its characteristics. There's a shavit in Kalyastral where structure, time, organization, program are what it stands for. And that is its mila. When two shvatim like that, when we sit and we stare at it, 
it's hard. And we know that they have something we don't have. And we know that we have something they don't have. And yet we can't get our act together because we're in Gullus. And if we ever want to, and it's not just a question of they're speaking Yiddish or English, um, there's something about the mindset where two different valuable dimensions of Klal Yisrael can't find a common denominator. Um, and, and I think it's mutually frustrating. A Hamishid walks in, he, he can admire certain things about structure and Seder, but it leaves him cold. And we can walk into a place and be admire the warmth and the power of the emotion, the passion, but be left uh, kind of uh, frustrated by the total, what we perceive as chaos. It's part of what we should daven for. When we're davening for Melech HaMashiach to Ma'achatayisol, it's to somehow find, it's like, if you ever had experience of, of sometimes, you know, when they dilate their eyes for an examination or something, the eyes have trouble focusing an image into one. And you see two different images hazy, and you wish you could make one image out of it, and you can't. Um, that's very much what it was. And what was very moving to me was, when they said Shema, Kabbalah, Shemayim, everybody desperately wanted to say it together. And we said it together. Because there was a sense, but we're together, we are the same. It's the same God, we want the same things. When we said the tefillah for the, for the Banim, the Shalaz tefillah, you know, they, with all the insularity, with all their protection, Shmiris, are not immune to the issues, and they pour out tears for children that are going or gone, Chas And we, with our so-called sophistication and understanding and so on, don't have a magic formula either. And there's something very, very moving to me in those final moments, when despite the fact, we were very happy to be together, and they were very happy to be together, and, and it's part of the, when, we, when three weeks are coming now, nine days, when we talk about the lack of Afkas and Kaisal, we're not talking about cheap and petty fights Dafka. We're talking about that also. But we're talking about something in the fabric of Kaisal that two good tchunos, two good elements of Avodas Hashem can't function, can't be synchronized. And that's something to think about. A second point that, again, I couldn't help know over here, um, the Skelenin Rebbe spoke and spoke about it being Kalipis and so on. And people remarked, it's like he's out of touch. Things of that nature. Um, like it's just no shaykhis and w what's the point of it and so on. I'd like to put it in perspective. Imagine somebody is wandering through, some, he's lost somewhere in the city of Baltimore. And he's wandering from alley to alley trying to figure out how to get out. And he has a map, and, and it looks, it's bewildering, it's, it's, a, it's dangerous, it's, it's long, it's lengthy, and it's, and it's very, very hard to move and get out. Somebody's overflying an airplane, and he says, eh, Baltimore's a tiny, it's nothing, it's a nothing, it's a blip. Who's right? Well, the answer is, depends where you are. If you're flying through the streets, you better check alley by alley and look at a map. If you're flying over, there's a different picture. The two perspectives are right, each one in its place. We, the vast majority of us, are there struggling through the alleyways of, of life. And yes, it's, it's, it's a maze of good, bad, worse, needed, etc. And that's our perspective that we need to live with. 
but, but it's very, very important to understand. There are Kedoshi Elgin. I knew a Yid, his name was Shmuel Shapiro, he was a breast of the Kaddish Elgin from the old Dyer. He was lifting a Shalim, I don't know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, something of that type of. And people were made that he never saw a tzura of a woman except for his wife and his mother, Miyayim Omdal Daitai. He was a Kedoshi Elgin. Is that relevant to us? It's relevant to know that we're bogged down in alleyways. It's not an hugger for us. But it's sometimes good to understand that there's something higher that has a very different perspective. It, it helps us put things in the right perspective. We need to use the maps that are going to get for us. And yes, we need to have a CFIS and about the filters, different levels of filters, different inyanim. We have to be realistic, and that's why we're having this type of gathering. But we need also to understand Siddhar Hechas and the Skolana Rebbe Shlita should live to 120. He's a Yid who doesn't eat, Kamat doesn't sleep. He was beaten to pulp by the Romanians, him and his father, when they, when they schlepped Kiddush Akinda out and taught them Torah. He, he's a person who doesn't go out of his Dalaramis in any sense, and you could see it on him. It, it's, it, he's, not, he's not the Halacha Lemaisa for us, but he's the Hashkafa to know that someday we'll be free from wandering through the alleyways, and we'll also be a little bit higher, and we'll have a different perspective. Someday we'll also look back and say, you know, this whole Kufa was Maisa Sutton. It, I mean, it, it didn't have to be this way. To us, it looks now it's the only way it's possible for, for people to communicate and so on. That's where we live, and we have to be honest and realistic about ourselves. But it's important to sometimes look at somebody and say, there's another perspective when you fly over it. And when you're above the Dasarat Fachim a little bit, or almost above the Dasarat Fachim, and it's important to bear that in mind. Those are two thoughts that I had about um, the Asifa and somehow Goshes in the wake of the Asifa. I'd like now to go back to the topic I started there. And again, some of the things will be repeating some of the points, but um, and some additions and some are Chavis Dvar. The first thing is. Um, the, the general mahalach that we have and the Azma Kabul from the, the Rebbeim and so on about things like that. The Pasuk embraces when Adam is created Let's make an Adam that and they shall rule over the Gasayam, over Fashemayim, over Behema, over Kola Earth, Kola Remes, Remes, Kola Earth. Adam, when he's Selim Elohim, his job is to rule over the world. It means to impose order what's good for, to eat, and what's good to plow, and what's good to grow, and what's, what's important to stay away from. The job of Adam, if we're to pick a certain Tchuna, that this describes Adam, it's the koach of being Moshe on everything around him. Some part of the Moshe is to stay away from. Some part of the Moshe is to impose boundaries. Some of it is to develop it in a way that's useful. That's all part of Memshala. And then when, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu benched Adam, You have to be kavish the world. I, there are things that Kaddish Baruch Hu created in Sheshis Mebreshis, and there are things that a Kaddish Baruch Hu brings into the world. New things, discoveries. 
And it's not it's one invention, it's not a vacuum cleaner. It's, it's a whole world that, he, that he's bringing in and bringing in rapidly. And we need to understand that the choice is conquer or be conquered. You either learn how to ride the horse or the horse will throw you and kill you. So what we need to understand is, and, and part of what we're trying to do and the people who will give the very practical Nikudas, will uh, try to figure out some of the clullin in how to get a handle on things. I, I can't speak on the very practical Nyanam, it's not, not, not technologist, but Mitzad, the Teichen, and I want to broaden it to more than a computer, there are many aspects of technology that are very problematic. We'll, we have a hard time seeing it because we think of problems only in terms of arias and things of that nature. There are many, many other areas, and those are things that we'll try to discuss. The first one is the Rambam. We said it last time, and I want to say it over again because the Rambam that should be inscribed on a base medish wall. It's a Rambam in Pirish The Rambam speaks about a Mishnah in Chagiga. The Mishnah says that you can't um, teach certain inyanim Kabbalah to more than one person, and certain inyanim no one is allowed to think about. They're off limits for human thought. And the Mishnah says, if someone does think about these things, and does engage in, in, in questions and answers about it, it says, it, it shows that he's not chas al kavod kono. He doesn't care about a Kaddish Baruch who's kavod. The Pashtab Shad is ki'ilu, these are secrets of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And just like if you pry in somebody's business that's private, you're, you're, you're um, kind of being pogean is kavod. Somebody who kaviyachol cries lizinyanim, it's, it's similar. The Ramah has a very different shot. I, I will shorten it, but it's Ramah and for those who can, learning it inside is really very, very significant. The Rambam says... Um, being that a person is trying to learn something that the human mind is not capable of understanding. Um, so he says, what happens is, If you keep thinking about something that you can't possibly understand, like try to divide something by zero, at some point, you'll go out of your mind and become crazy. This is the extraordinary expression that, that Chazal used. That he doesn't care about a Kaddish Baruch Hu's honor. A person that doesn't care about perverting, distorting, destroying his mind he says, is is in a chosal for kono ki a seichul kveid Hashem. The seichul is kveid Hashem. V'misha eino yadeh shir zeh And if you don't understand it, you become a baltaiva. He says that's the pshat that uh, it says in Chazal. If a person is even a very beseiser, he's in a chosal for kono. Because he says a person doesn't do a various So the Rambam says that the holiest part of a person, the peace that reflects in the human form, is the seichel and his das. And anything that 
distorts, destroys, perverts, um, it, 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 uh, it hampers, hinders in any way the das and the seichel of a person is a pegiyah in kavayit shemayim. Because this is the kavayit shemayim in a person. The first thing I would like to think of is the milo of seichel in chazal. Chazal have termed the difference between a bardas and a bardas with the following terms. Nitrefa daitoi, daitoi nitrefes, daitoi mitarefes. It's a Mishnah in, in Kinim. It says that, you know, ziknei pamichachomim is daiton is mitrefes, ziknei maratzim is daiton mitarefes. Tirefadas against yishevadas. Tirefadas means a person is all over the place. Yishevadas means a person is settled. We, we said last time, we, we mentioned the, the, the Goyen about a certain type of shaita that's called an evil, Aleph Vav Yud Lamech. Mishle is a very common term. And the Goyen defines evil, and it's Talmidim Olavetra Mahamendal, someone who rushes to judgment. He doesn't have the thought process to think through an Indian and to sort of work it out. I once thought, I don't know if it's true, or maybe close to Pshat, water is called Pachas Kamayim, because it flows, it never builds up. On the Pasuk Nermu Mayim, the Targum teaches it, Meloshan Orma Nishakmu Mayim. In other words, water is a muscle for Pachas, because it never can build up, it's always, always rushing. Whereas, um, whereas Chachma requires a build-up, point A, point B, point C, possible Kasha, possible Teretz, and so on. The cell phone has made us all into Daitonitrefis. You sit with a person, only part of him is paying attention. There's a cache of memory that's waiting to, 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 for the cell phone call. And if Chas uh, 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 5, 10, 15 minutes pass by, he so he's, he's checking to see if nothing came in. I, I, I mean, today it's messages and, and so on, whatever, whatever it is. How can a person like that possibly think and understand? Everything is in bites of a few seconds. And, and if you talk more than five or ten minutes, you don't have anybody. That's a life you've gotten used to. We don't, we don't make use of the cell phone. We're slaves to it. Because it, 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 you run to answer it. I said over last time, Rabbi Chaim Vesaka was, was the, was the Mashkir and Beisat Talmud, was in Chachme Mir, big Talmud of Yuchim. My brother, Rabbi Nachman Lubavitch, was sitting once and talking to him, learning to Beisat Talmud, and the phone rang. Phone rang and rang and rang, and Rabbi Chaim is oblivious. So he thought, Rabbi Chaim's hard of hearing, he's older. He said, Rabbi Chaim, the telephone. So he said, Tavashis, what's so? I'm the Balabayas, and my decision is I'm talking to you now. What you, the telephone summons me, so what? We, we don't have that. Why does a person need to have a cell phone on all the time? Now, a person's in a business, a person is picking up kids. I, I understand that there's plenty of such a need. But other than that, what's the problem if you answer, you know, I mean, people leave messages like, I called it three times today, I didn't answer. Well, I, I also doubt today. You know, I also happen to, to learn a little bit. I, I, it's not, you know, there's a time and a time. Why, why shouldn't putting on a cell phone, we always have these announcements, you should put off a cell phone. Why shouldn't putting on a cell phone be, be, be the mahalach? Now I need it for X, for Y, for Z, and there are plenty of valid reasons. 
but, but to allow yourself to be taken over by something. And, 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 and people don't have concentration. I was sitting recently at a seat of Hoshva people. I looked around the room. Everybody was, was texting. Every single person. It, you know, it, it was amazing. I, I, unfortunately, I don't have a texting thing, but uh, I mean, it, it's not, it's just Mechay said I don't have one, but if I have one, I guess I, w- I would also text. I, I, but, but it's amazing. So, so you have a dozen people sitting, talking about an important topic. They're all half listening, but nobody's listening to any Yeshiva Das. So, so are we not destroying our ability to learn and so on? I think a Yeshiva and a school is a base amigdash of Das. It's, it's a Kodesh HaKadoshim of a yeshiva is the das and the seichel of a person. And if we don't, there's no reason why a cell phone should make it into a yeshiva for kids. Baruch Hashem, there's no danger lurking. And if, if, if it's so dangerous that kids need a cell phone, then it shouldn't be in that school. I mean, you know, the, the school should be safe enough that, 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 that there shouldn't be the constant need. And there's always exceptions. But, but I'm saying, in, in general, the kid learns... He's not, he's not listening because half him is, is, is and, and his, so the education, he's getting chipped. He's not, he's not learning to think. The same thing is true with, with a new Dara Halimut that's called Googling. It's, it's people have gotten used to it that information and ideas, that when a question is asked, the answer is by typing in the right word. The chachm is which words to type in, uh, or, uh, and that's it. The idea that, 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 and I'm talking even on a secular type of study, that a person's given information and he's, and he's given to think and understand the information is alien. Well, I searched for it, I couldn't find it. Well, did you think about it? It doesn't, it's, it's not existent. I have a very vivid memory of my Rebbe, Rebbe Nachum Zvanyadracha, who was a Goyen Oilam, but, but his whole metzius of learning was in the place itself. And I remember there was an Elu talking to him, uh, uh, a big Yadin, and he, I think he asked Reb Nachum Mashaila in, in Kachim, whatever it was, and Reb Nachum told him, you should, you should be able to say Teretz. So he thinks real hard, he says, you mean the Rach and this is this place? He says, no. You should, and, and this is going on back times. Nachum said, by looking at it a few more times, you should be able to tell me a Teretz. And that was his Mahalach. Rabbi Nachum's learning, the Mahalach was always Minei Obey. If you crack your head enough, in, in the things itself you'll find it. But, but, but this whole idea of finding research has become to Google stuff. It, it, it robs any, any ability to be humble in a, in a fundamental way in learning that there is. So we have here two things that have affected us seriously. And I see it with Talmidim. I see it. it the, the lack of patience to put something through, to think something through, and, and, and the ability to think. Um, and education, I think we need to understand it. The kid needs to understand the reason why cell phones are usser is because w- this is a makom that's beyond cell phones. This is a place where you lose yourself in the learning. And anything else that's a distraction, I told you know, like my medicine when, you know, there was a tkufu when they needed because their wives or whatever it was, I said, it's fine. Don't show up. Go to a side room or go to, to another base medrash. I understand it's a time you need to be available for your wife, and that's fine. But it destroys the mitzvahs of a base medrash. Base medrash is a makam mikdash with, with das and seichel are the kaddish kadashim. And if a person distorts it, he loses it. The, um, the, the, uh, um, the, there's a second area which, again, we tend to think of harmless, 
but it destroys a lot of a child's ability to learn. That is the games. The, 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 I asked, there was a bacha that in yeshiva that I, I found to be very intelligent, and I'd learn with him sometimes, and I was impressed. But he had very little chuk of learning, and, and like, just wasn't, and I, she wasn't asked him, like, he, he had been home somewhere before, he was home for weeks, what did you do? So he said, I like to veg out with games. And I think the description was accurate. He became a tzemach for a few weeks. It, it's, it's something that takes kids away. It, it, a, a marshal, if you try, my mother told me that in Europe, it was considered medically very sound advice that a Yoledes should spend a long time in bed afterwards. That was, so the, the poor women who, who, who couldn't afford it had to go to work a day later. They had to be up and about. The wealthy women who could afford good medical care for seven, eight weeks lay in bed straight. And my mother told me, they, they, but when she got up, they needed two people to hold her. And people then understood as a kalvachayma. Mother, she needs two people to hold her after seven weeks. If you go right away to work, who knows how soon it would happen. But we know, if, if you don't use your muscles, they waste. They atrophy. It, it, is, it is as uncomfortable as it is to slave and work too hard. It's, 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 it's terrible not to do anything. So if a person doesn't use his mind for eight weeks, if a person for hours and ends is doing something mindless, mind-numbing, what does it do to his ability to use his mind in, in a very, very um, proactive way, in a very active way? It destroys it. You, you, it's not different. It's exactly the muscle is perfect. It's imagine if Shalom, somebody condemned your kid to lay for a few weeks in a very soft sofa with, with room service. He would be a cripple at the end of that kufa, Chasashol. The same thing happens. And it, it imposes on us. Kids have long vacations. That's the Matthias. They need time off. But we need to fill, and it's on us as parents. And I'm a parent. I mean, my kids are older already. But it's, it, I, know the, I know how difficult it is when you have to plan things for them. But understand, the amount of time that a person does nothing should be a minimal. And the games on a computer... I'm talking about kosher games, no schmutz, nothing. But they're meaningless, they're in aim. And, and they just constantly just leave you with nothing. Similarly, you have games that are a person assumes another identity. And that's a terrible thing. It, it, what happens, everyone has his own troubles, everyone has his own problems. You learn to escape facing reality by pressing a button, and, and if, if you want to be a star basketball player, you now press the button, now that's what you are. If, 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 if you wanted to be this or that or the other thing, it teaches kids to be shakua in the world of dimyan. If you're shakua in the world of dimyan, you stop. It, it, dimyan is a terrible escape. Revolver writes in his Alishur, which is a hadrocha from Nei Torah, that the reason why Gemara is so difficult for Talmidim in the beginning is because it's the first time that the Seichel and Das have to struggle with dimyan. There's no dimyan. It's kasha, teretz, kasha, teretz. And it's very, very tough. It's very uncomfortable. It's older. And so when we make a chesh, what do we do with our kids? So TV we know is terrible and it's a bit ashpah. But mindless games, at some point we sort of cave in and it keeps them quiet. But it, it's basically like they're giving them, like giving them a sleeping pill. And, and, and you're just keeping them. It requires an effort on our part to, to think ways of giving them meaningful activities. I'm not talking about the learning that you should be doing, each kafidar gossip. I'm talking about crafts, reading, physical exercise. There are plenty of activities that are choil 
and they either add or they certainly don't stare to a possibility of learning later. But if we don't do it that way, th- then we're destroying their mind in another way, both in the, in the meaninglessness of it and the vegging out and, and, the, and the sort of assuming an identity. It's a terrible thing uh, because the hardest thing for a child, for a grown-up, for anyone is to face problems head-on. And, and that's what you have to do. If you teach a person to escape in a world of dimyan, you're poisoning him in that sense. And, 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 and drugs are that. That's what drugs are about. People who can't face reality need to sort of escape in their dimyan. Um, another area that I think is a whole new area and I, that I need to discuss, and again, I don't know how pervasive, I don't know, um, each and every one can see where he is and where his children are and so on. When there was a, a year that was nipped a few, a few weeks ago, he was an extraordinary person. His name was Avram Solomon. I don't think people here have heard of him. He was the Mashkech Chavni Yeshiva. He was probably the last real Slavatka Talmud. He was a person of Balshir Kaima, of, 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 of a Balmusa. He was, the last three years of his life, he was totally paralyzed. Every single Muslim eye is paralyzed, except for one eye. He used that with a computer hookup to be able to dictate letters, thoughts, and they published them. They're extraordinary. They're extraordinary, and anyone who, who, can, who can read Lush and Kodesh well, I would suggest learning it. It's Slabotka at its, view, at its best. When the cell phones came out, he was very, very annoyed. He said they're invading the privacy of a person. What does it mean that somebody else has a hold over me? He says the Tzuris Adam, the covered Adam, is being to himself, for himself that people don't have an easy right to trespass on him. He says it's this trespassing on covered Adam. In Kelm, which was, covered Adam was one of its big, um, the big inyanim that they, that, they, that they worked on. Someone told me, was there, the minute was like this, the nohog was like this. If a person's door was closed, you didn't knock. If you knocked, you got a rebuke you're breaking into my home. What do you mean you're knocking and calling me out? If you left the door ajar, then you could knock and wait to be let in. There's a time for a person to be himself, and there's a time for a person to greet, to meet, to interact. But you can't, barging in on somebody is, is destroying a certain ikhbadus and kavra the, 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 the social interaction on Facebook I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about the da- I'm not talking about anything that anyway would be the also the dangers. The very idea that a person pastes himself up for a tzibur is something that is in principle against everything that Torah teaches us. Sneers of a person, nichbalas of a person, is that I'm private, and to whom I wish and when it's appropriate, I open up a bit. The, 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 by David Amalek's wife, when she, when she castigated him, she said that the glacier you exposed yourself. You made yourself foolish. And the only reason it was mutter and it was appropriate because of Lifne Hashem. And there's no covered Adam Lifne Hashem. There's no Chachmel Tvuna. There's no covered Adam. But the time was, how do you expose yourself? You know, the glacier We shouldn't, I, I, my strong feeling is when we teach kids about the dangers of Facebook, 
that is a, it, it's wrong because there's a made of a mixtus there that Facebook is a nice thing, but, but, but it has dangers to it. It's not nice. The way we teach it, and I think we need to teach it to children as a positive message, and I think we need to teach it constantly because this is one of the Ikri Hashkof of Yadus. And, and we're destroying the Hashkof of Yadus, of what Adam is and what Suris Adam is, by, by, by Kilo just focusing on the problem. Kids should be taught covered Adam, Yoifi Adam, Suris Adam are things they should be taught from childhood. This is a city where Rav Rudiman, who was a Slabotker, uh, and Chef uh, Kramen, it was based on Slabotka teachings. That was, that's what Adam is. And, and exposing the pasting on a wall. I, I remember one of my first shocking sights in America when I came back from Israel. I was walking in Manhattan. My, my mother lived in Lower East Side. And I would come visit her, so occasionally I would walk out. There was a shul there, a very modern shul, a kind of a strange, interesting shul. It's called Civic Center Synagogue. It's, it's, it's a, a Rav who's doing very beautiful cure work, and it's people from all sorts of interesting walks of life. So I walked by, I took a look at the bulletin board, and they had the minutes of the meeting, of the full minutes of the, of the, of the executive meeting, or some sort of meeting, and a discussion about the rough salary in all its, in, in all, I mean, is it Kadai, if, if, we, if we fire the rough, we could get to his, a whole bunch of things like that. I, I was kind of shocked. I, I mean, how do you, how do you post things like that on a wall? Like, 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 I, and, and, like it just, and, and, you know, I guess that was like a broken abayim for me to people's musogim of, of privacy, of dignity, of, of all of these things. The, uh, the, the, the whole metzias, and, and we should teach kids private, we should teach children the message of what's right. It, it, privacy is it, dignity, is, is lies, and sneers of a person, everything. To t- even telling people what I ate for breakfast this morning. The Gemara says that you're possible for edus, because it's a chaser, because you're not misbayish anymore. Eating should, is, a, is a private thing. A person should not be sitting in an outdoor cafe eating. It's not Yiddish. And, and certainly not posting yourself up like that. I want to refer to Rambam. The Rambam says in, in, uh, it's in Hilchas Avodah He speaks about Chukas Amin. There's a broad halacha category which is called Chukas Amin. And, you know, there are occasional shyless. It's a vague area. It's very hard to get you know, it's, it's something that Amiru needs to pass in a per-case basis. It's hard to find really good on it. But the Rambam says something about it. The Rambam says, in Hochem Chukas Akum, so first of all, many postcoms say, and it's clear, if let's say people wear raincoats because it rains, or people wear snow, snowsuits because it snows, that's not Chukas Amin because it's functional, it's useful, it makes sense. It's the things that Goyim do that don't, don't have any reason for it. So what's the pshat? We're not talking, so sometimes some some persons mashas have vodazuridik in them, but the Rambam is broader than that. The Rambam says in holchem chukas haakum, v'loy medamin lehem loy bemalbush loy beseir kiyotze behem shenem lasech chukas hagoyim. And then he says, elo yiyia yisrael muvdol mehen v'yadua bemalbusho ubeshar meisav. A Jew should be different both in terms of his levush and his general behavior. Kimoi shumuvdol behem. Just like his mindset is different, so too should his activities be different. And I think the Ram is hitting home on the Kuda that's very significant. 
The things a person does because common sense dictates it has nothing to do with who you are. If it's raining, you have an umbrella, you have a raincoat, rain hat, it's fine. But the things that people do, that it's a cultural thing. I know that's what everybody does. The morays of a society are a reflection of a lot of its primius. There's, there's a reason why you wear X and Y and Z, even if you can't put a finger on it. They reflect who you are. So Ram says, if you think and understand different than a guy, then you should look different than a guy. Then your activities should be different than a guy. The world uses Facebook as social media. We should teach our children that feh, the guy thinks that, that exposing yourself and writing what you ate for breakfast, I'm, I'm talking about the mikra and, and, and who you like and who you don't like is, um, and pasting it on a wall is yoifi. It's kiyo. It's most. Do you want to associate with a person that's busy writing about himself, 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 himself all day long? And, you know, and, 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 and I think we need to be mechanech our kids that these things are reflections of what we understand and what our hashkaf is as a yid. The, um, the, the, there's a, um, Another Indian that I think a, a final Indian on this on this on, on, the, on the technology things is the sense everything has a time and a place. Email has brought us tremendous benefits in terms of business and things of that nature. It has robbed us of a world of friendships and the whole and everything about it. I went to yeshiva. In 19, I went off to Israel in 1970. There was aerograms that took two to three weeks to get from one place to another. A telephone from Israel to America you had to order online. And either if somebody has phone was nifta or somebody got, in, got engaged, the only times used telephone. That was the, the mitzvahs in those days. Those, those who can date themselves will, will, will know exactly what I mean. So I would say, oh, that was terrible, so terrible. I want to tell you something. I have a folder in my house with letters that my father wrote to me that are treasures. Unfortunately, my reciprocation doesn't count as treasures. Wasn't, but my father wrote to me, I, had a, you did, I have a you did nefesh. We learned to be together in yeshiva three years. We were like brothers. Then he went back to America and for many years we were separated. And he wrote letters. The letters took time, thought, feelings, expression. I still treasure them. This, and he has my letters, and, and, we, and, and there's something there. It's not only we treasure it now, but we spend time thinking, developing much deeper relations. When you have a thousand friends clicked off, what does it mean? It means nothing. You, you did this, Boaz is called Modatenu, the person we know, the person we're acquainted with. You did this, Ava, Hevra, are very Yiddish values. But 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 the, but the stuff that's that out there that's that's a perversion of it. How many people today Igerish Lamim is a halachic entity? How many people today have the ability to sit, formulate thoughts, write them out, and and send them off in in a meaningful way? Feelings, thoughts, ideas, and and we lost it. So we gained yes for business. It's obviously a lot more efficient and. That's where it should stay. People, sh there's nothing wrong with that a child should write a letter home. He goes to camp, he goes like the yeshiva. You don't need to speak to him once or twice a day. That's, that's, that's taking away. Sit down once a week and write. You know, um, you know and, and, and think about it. We lost Yedidas, we lost Ava, we lost all these things. A, a thousand friends that, 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 that flagged you as like, that's friendship. 
I mean, how many people they can spend the time? If we were a little bit, we're guilty conscious about the battle of spending a few hours at night schmoozing with Chava. But some of those schmoozing were very significant. That, you know, we were Bachrim and we were growing and we had our Nationals and we had our issues and we had our challenges. And spending time with Chava on, on, on these Inyanim were extremely meaningful and character building. We don't have that. And we have to find ways to, to reinstitute it. I want to refer to another topic that's a little bit, I, I guess, once we're talking about Indian important, I think this is a very important topic. It's associated with the other topics, and, and we'll, we'll mention it. There's a Gemara in Kedushin. The Gemara says, very strange Gemara, it's a Gemara in Pe'ala from it Bay's in Kedushin. It says, Reb Meir, Omar Reb Meir, Reb Meir told his Talmidim, I'm asking for a favor. Hizarubi, be very, look at me, make sure, mipnei biti, that I don't, that not even have with my daughter. Omar Reb Tafn, Reb Tafn told his Talmidim, Hizarubi, mipnei kalasi. I want you to check, you know, make sure there's no yichud between me and my daughter-in-law. Liglev Allah, I said Talmud, there was a Talmud that laughed at him. Omar Reb Tafn, 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 and then Igmar says there were even some Amorim that were careful about a behema, filling behema, abaya, mechalim, kuladabra, abshashim, metzra, and so on. What was going on here? What's the pshat in this? What was happening? So the Rambam formulates this halacha, and I think the Rambam adds a point where they really chayshu themselves. The Rambam says like this: Gedoyla chachamim, hoyo oynim l'talmideim hizarubi b'pnei biti. I want you, he quotes this Gemara, Meirat Tafna. It says, Doyle Chachamim. Why? It's because we're ashamed of certain thoughts and certain feelings that the way we deal with it is we say, Nah, Chas Shalom, what are you talking about? What are you taking it to be? That is the greatest disservice and shekha we do it ourselves. What the Rambam is saying is, what G'dayla Yisrael taught us was, nobody should ever be ashamed of his taivus. He should be ashamed of not putting down red lines where they ought to be. And every person is different. Every person was given his das, his seichel, and his taivus, and his netiyas. What we're going to be held accountable for are the red lines. And that's why Gedoli Yisrael, they wanted to make sure that nobody should say, ah, what are you talking about? No, Rebmeir, Gedoli Atanoyan got up and said, Rabbi I need you to be careful, there's no Yichud, my daughter. He wanted to teach them the shame lies in, the, in not making the red lines. My Rebbe Chaim Shulevitz used to say, Yisrael, um, and it was incredible. Rebbe Chaim was a person with Shakur and learning, but his, his avon of life was incredible. And... I don't know if I should say but, but, you know, maybe because. But he said, it says by Yosef HaTzadik, that's why it, the, the Yam was, you know, the, the, the Mayim was not so because of Yonas HaChutza. So Prime said, I don't understand. Yonas means he ran away from facing his Nisoya. So, so where's the Schar for it? I mean, he would have stood there and fought his, his, his Taivas and his Yitzhahara, then that would be a Schar. So Prime used to say, in the Nisoyen of Arias, running away is, is the, is the Nisoyen. 
when it's too late, it's too late. The thing that a person can do is, before it's too late, to make sure he never got in the first place. Putting down red lines for oneself. And today, there's a there's a there's a, there's a halacha It says that you can't be shayel b'shloim isha. You can't ask b'shloim isha. We we don't do we, we do ask b'shloim isha. Our society does for a very simple reason. Somebody once said the definition of a nudnik is somebody that you ask him how he is and he tells you. When we when Jewish b'shloim somebody, we mean nothing. It just it's 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 a it's a form of grammar. It doesn't mean anything. So when we say hi, how's everything? Baruch Hashem, nice to hear, and so on. It doesn't mean anything. And that darga of politeness, cordiality, and 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 that type is 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 not considered. I mean, it says we will mark to be shoyel. I could use a name to be shoyel people. That level of civility is not included. But anything that is in the nature of an emotional friendship or bonding is usser. And no two ways about it. A person, and it's difficult, we live in a society with our norms, a person works outside of the very firm world, so a person's in an office and he works with people, and there is a level of cordiality and civility that's expected, and that's okay. The person needs to draw very, very strong red lines to know that past these lines, if a person feels he's drawn into conversations he shouldn't, drawn into into interactions, that's the time to run. Once it's too late, it's too late. And people need to make that, understand that. They need not to be embarrassed that they're going through an assignment. They need to be embarrassed that they're not doing anything way before it's too late. And an interaction of that nature is problematic. That's called Shalom Shalom Isha. There's one facet of technology that has made this terribly, terribly complex. And that is texting. I'm not a rub. I don't deal much with these issues. Not, not, it's not in the context of yeshiva. But even to me, two things have come firsthand from people. And it's fascinating. When you talk to a person, punim al punim, even on a telephone, there's some level of embarrassment. And that acts as, as, as it should. It acts as some sort of a, a, um, red line. It, it's, it's sort of a speed bump. But when a person texts, you don't face the person. You don't have to speak to the person. You, you write it and then you send it off. You, get, you slip through that gather of, 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 of embarrassment. And you end up where you shouldn't end up. And I, 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 I'm changing some unimportant facts so that it, I'm not, you know, so that nobody can even guess who it is. But somebody went from a blossoming career in every way possible and he lost his family, he lost his job, he lost his cupboard, he lost everything that he had struggled for about 40 years to build up in the most beautiful way, gone. And I was tangentially involved in some of the issues, and he told me, it's not somebody from Silver Springs, I'm from Baltimore, it's, I, I, it, I changed enough small details that's not, I'm, I'm not you know, giving away anything. Um, the person told me, you know, he looks back, it was easy to be frivolous in texting. So he would never have been able to say the things he said or, or you know, or in, and vice versa without texting. I don't think, I'm not passing with as Mart Asher, but a, a text to a woman of a frivolous nature, yes, you know, we'll be there six to pick up the kids, fine. But anything, more, anything of a personal nature, 
I don't see a, a, a of it, and I, I, took, I, I know, now don't deal with this, two cases like that where people went to places that they never would have imagined they'd end up. And it's not talking, I'm not talking about the Olam Haba, I'm not talking about the Averis, I'm talking about Olam Hazet. They destroyed their lives, their children's lives, because they're, they're children now, children of, of somebody who's, who's been there and, 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 you know, and, and everyone knows about it, and, and so on and so forth. It's, 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 um, it's a churm, and, it, and it's simple. Texting is very good. We need to pick up somebody, we need to drop off somebody, and say, we'll be late 10 minutes, you don't want to just pay yourself a phone call, fine. But anything of a personal nature, texting is very dangerous, and I don't, I personally don't see a head of it. I don't, I'm, I'm asking, and there's a, a word after here, it doesn't need my uh, sucking. Everyone, everyone can ask in his own. So I, I want to sort of sum up a few, uh, I guess a few of the practical things, uh, more practical things that, that we've spoken about, and then finish off with one could one thought. Um, first of all, the internet, even for business, to, master, to become master over the internet means you decide beforehand how much time you're spending on it and what sites you're looking at and for what reason. Just like there's an eight if you go shopping, you don't want to splurge, you have a list between what you need. Even business, person needs to do X, he needs to do Y and C. Make that list first, do that, and finish. And then log off. There's no, you don't need it. Yes, business needs the internet, but it's not an IV where it's got to be constant. And again, exceptions, obviously. I'm saying, but there are Second, don't, there used to be signs for trespassers, not for trespassers, for loiterers. If you have nothing to do, don't do it here. If you have nothing to do, don't sit in front of a computer. Sit in the park and get fresh air. You'll get out of the park much quicker than out of the internet, I assure you. There's no reason, when you're doing nothing, it's the best clea. In my mind, I think that is the worst danger. It's the best clea for doing nothing all the time. There's some billion or few tens of billions of sites, and, and even Matakosha sites, you can do nothing all day long. If a person is going, it's, if we're mastering it, means we're making a decision. This is what I want to do, this is what I need to do, this is what I'm taking care of. Finished? Log off. That's becoming a master over it. A child doesn't need to get a cell phone for school. Again, it's just an exception. I don't, I don't know, it, you know, their observation. But the music, and a child should understand it in a positive way. The, the, the yeshiva is a place where nothing exists but learning. That's the bubble of the yeshiva. You'll come home, you'll relax, you'll do the X, Y, Z. We need to put time and effort into thinking of meaningful activities for our children. We have time off. You know, it's part of life. They have long vacations, short vacations. They do need a little bit to take it easy. There's nothing wrong with doing nothing for an hour, just like nothing wrong with napping an extra hour. But once it starts going past a certain amount of time, it, it's just like a child who sleeps an extra hour on his off day. You say, ah, gebenched, Baruch Hashem, he's getting his kachas back. A kid who sleeps day after day, 12, 13 hours, he either is depressed or going to be depressed. But, but it's not, vegging out is, is an easy way out for yourself, but it's a terrible thing for a child. Um, I think also one of the chinuch in yeshivas and schools needs to be the nechbadas and what it means to us adam tzalmalakim, the dignity of a person, privacy. It don't you know and 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 children should understand our hashkaf. It's a very basic hashkaf. The the and the last thing is you know we look at arayas as a terrible avera, and and we see it as as terrible. Uh, 
but it's very hard to live with staying away from trouble. People like to, to live with positive things. It says that if a person had an Averi that's Bobi Yado, and he refrained from doing it, he gets Schar being the kind, also the Marxist. If a person, everyone has his own personal Nitias, everybody knows it. And everybody, when he makes a Chesbun on occasion, he says to himself, this is an area that for me is a gray area, a red area. These are the lines I'm making for myself. That person will get schar. As harsh as the Avera is, that's how much schar you get. You build Kedusha in yourself by putting down red lines. This is a person I'm going to go overboard. It's not appropriate. This is the line. This is the line. This, this, this is called building Kedusha. And we can accomplish a lot. I want to finish off with one thought. There's, there, there's a saying that they say over from the Chamsoifer, Chodesh Asim and and, and that was the Shita of, of Yadis Ungarit. It wasn't quite the Shita of Yadis Litter, and I want to sort of phrase it in a way. Chodesh is Asim and but Oimer is Mate Chodesh for Hulin, and Shtelechem is Mate for Besamikdash. It's not that it's Matah Chodesh, Chodesh becomes Yashim. Akarish Baruch Hu is called Oise Chadoshes. It's a Pasuk, we say it in Davening. Akarish Baruch Hu brings Kufis to the world. And he infuses a whole new world. I mean, if, 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 somebody, if, if somebody wasn't here for 10, 15 years, you wouldn't recognize the world. And, and, and the last 150 years has, has what kind of revolutions. Akarish Baruch Hu brings Nut Kufis. And it comes from, at the end of the day, things of that nature come milamala. They present terrible nisyonos, and they present opportunities, and our avoid is to be mavarit. Our avoid is to stand all a mishmer with very firm gedarm against what's usur, a very strong clamping down at what needs clamping down and, 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 a, and a firm hand on the rudder, and making use and harnessing things for the good. We, we don't have the luxury of just turning away, and I don't think anyone here has the luxury, it's not the society we live in, and it's not the derech, our mahalach was that things move from being chadash, but they require a major avoider, they, and it comes in stages. We don't run after the new because it's new. In the world, something new, uh, the latest, the latest to us is, not, is a reason to stay away from it. But you need to start the process of building it and, and controlling it, disciplining it, rooting out what, what should be rooted out, and so on. David should help. David is Oisach Adoshes, he's also Matsmiach Yeshuas, and he's Boi Refuas. Akadosh presents us with tremendous opportunities and horrendous challenges and problems. We should be Zeicha to do what we're supposed to do. This is the Nisan of our door. We should be able to firmly stay away against all temptations from things we need to stay away totally. We should be able to find the Chachm and the Tvuna to manage the things that need to be managed. And we should be Zeicha to harness the things that can be used for Kedusha that will bring a tremendous Kvayt Shemayim and tremendous Talos.